and welcome to Mentality. My name is Zach. My name is Camera. And welcome back. This is our second season. This is great. I'm so excited to be back. It has been, what was it that we decided? Two months? It's been about two yeah, months. we took a hiatus. Yeah. Um, I want you to introduce our guests for today. Uh, yes, today we have the amazing guests from the, um, the Wedding Therapy Podcast. Yes. Emily Sutherland and Megan Lou. Okay, so tell me your last name again. Lubeck. Megan Lubeck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, like a, it, it just flows off your tongue, but I just want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. Yes, it's very beautiful and very oh, eloquent. <laughs> I feel proper saying that. I feel like you're kind of royal. Oh. oh, it does have like a knighthood quality. Yeah, yes. No one has ever Megan talked about Lubeck. my last name this much. <laughs> Lubeck. Uh, I love it. Yeah. In your entire life. Yes, thank everyone, you. This is it. It has all culminated to this. <laughs> So today we wanted to kind of discuss marriage and weddings and kind of the mental health and the therapy and everything that goes into yeah. that. Stigmas behind the yes. wedding, the, the behind the scenes of really what it means to get married and how that can affect your mind and your, your mental health, the things that people maybe don't think about to do before they get married. Before we start off, I wanted to introduce the tea that we're having. I'm really excited to be having this tea again. <laughs> it's been far too long. We are sponsored by Tea Spectral. So if you go to teaspectral.com slash mental, you can get 10% off your next purchase. So today we're having sweater weather because I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this episode, but it is pouring rain. Well, it was pouring rain. It seems to be pouring rain every other five minutes. <laughs> so we went with sweater weather today, and this has pumpkin spice in it, so, you know, naturally. And then star anise and rooibos, and you have cinnamon and ginger root uh, and orange peel. This one is perfect for, have you have you all tried it yet? Yes, you, yes. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Really it, yummy. It was awesome when you walked in and you were like, you just were so excited about the tea and I'm really excited that you were excited. For the I'm tea. really <laughs> excited for the tea. <laughs> I remember deciding that when we were like, we should do tea for the podcast. I was like, yes, I need more tea in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, I think. <laughs> Tea is the conversational drink, the, mm. the, the having the deep but yet ponderful life conversation. As drink. opposed to the jitters of coffee, and I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> Coffee's just the focus intense. Make sure that you you have the energy to get through it. Yep, yep. That's pretty much my life. Yeah, that sounds about it. And then monsters for when I feel like running a marathon. <laughs> that's for hour fourteen of set. <laughs> we'll talk about my uh, obsession of monsters later. <laughs> But for our guests, tell us how you met and have started your podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. Basically, it was a spur of the moment decision. I was literally on my way to Emily's house just to like see her. It was like a personal like friend. I'm going to stop by and see you versus like anything work related. But I was on the way to her house and I was listening to a wedding podcast and I just had this thought of like, we should do this. And then it was even weirder because I was like, and Emily, like Emily should be the person to do it with me because I just have always thought that she is super engaging and funny. And um, I knew her from kind of a, a group that would meet together, like of wedding vendors and whatever. And she would like get up in front of everybody and just be like, awesome. And I was like, do you even try to like be awesome? Or are you just, is that just how you are? Are you just naturally awesome? Yes. And <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, she would be a perfect addition. I had already been trying to figure out ways to kind of establish myself as like an expert in our industry. And so that was my first thought about why I would even start one. And then once I asked Emily, it kind of developed into like so much more, which I'm so grateful for, because I think it's definitely like a passion of both of us and our hearts and our purpose in this world. And so I'm just really grateful that it kind of developed into what it did. But when I first asked her, she basically was like, 
Um, <laughs> she's like, I don't really have any time to de- like to devote to this at all. So if you want to do everything, then I'll just show up and talk. That was her basically her first response to me. Perfect. I'm yeah. all about setting boundaries yeah. and realistic expectations. Yeah. And I didn't want to make promises that yes. I couldn't deliver on. That's pretty realistic there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll just talk. Is that all you need me to do? Yeah, Perfect. I felt confident that I could contribute yes. <laughs> that much. But at that point, we still didn't even really know what we were going to yeah. talk about. We just decided we just wanted to do one and thought it would be good. And then kind of I would say in the first like three weeks after that happened, I just started to feel what I would describe as like kind of a discontentment with what I was offering the wedding world in terms of my job and not to say that there isn't value in what I do because there's so much value in what I do as a photographer by the way I don't know if that was mentioned I wanted to do more I think that if I wasn't a photographer I'd probably be a therapist and so it was like how can I add to what I'm giving my clients already in terms of their experience not only through the wedding process but then like after you get married it's like we spend all this time prepping for the wedding wedding day, which is kind of our job, but then it's like, then they're married and it's kind of like, now what? And so when I was discovering that this was something I wanted to do or add to my business, Emily had started posting about what is called tasteful wellness, which is a side of her business that she started. And it literally all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I think we're like wanting to like do the same thing. Like we're wanting to give. We just didn't realize. Yeah, that that, exactly. Which is so cool that I thought to ask her and we didn't even realize that we were in the same, had the same desires or same growing desires because we've both been in our businesses for about the same time. We met right when we first started. And so I think it was probably like eight years in, we're starting to be like, okay, now what? I don't know if you want to describe what tasteful wellness is, but. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that she was kind of going through this internal conflict or or just like internal conversation with herself about her industry at that time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when she approached me about the podcast originally, it was she prefaced by saying I was listening to this podcast about these people talking about wedding planning. And it was like the biz, right? Mm -hmm. The biz side of it. And, and for me, I I heard that and was like, I'm not about, I don't have time to make courses or teach people how to be a wedding vendor. I I feel like I get hit up about that a lot enough already. And sorry. (laughs) And so I didn't, when I heard it, I didn't hear anything further or like something deeper. I just heard like, oh, a business podcast or a wedding business podcast. And at the same time, I had been working on this launch of this idea of tasteful wellness. And phase one of that to me was just, we're all being inundated by content everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's so much content. There's so much content. And in the wedding world specifically, there is just like billions of things floating around the internet that are the best summer flowers for your summer 2019 wedding or the best blush palette for your spring wedding or 10 ways to lose weight the month of your it's like that's what all the content is and that and that is useful to an extent but I I write a blog as well and it's just the tasteful tatters blog where I try and give free resources I write articles on just wedding planning stuff. And so I was part of the noise. I was writing uh, five unique guest book ideas for your wedding. And I was part of that. And I was like, no, I want to stop that. I don't want to be contributing to this anymore. I want to start creating content that's talking about the real issues. And I'm not going to for one second pretend that I am the expert in this. I'm not a therapist. I'm 
not a yoga instructor. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. But all of those people and those professions bring value to your everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when couples enter the world of wedding planning, they literally have tunnel vision and they don't see anything else. It's just oh, yeah. wedding <laughs> That's planning like almost a stereotypical. All the time. Yes, yes, it is. And so I was like, I'm, I want to interview these professionals and get insight from them. And so I wanted to start creating content that was geared towards the wellness of your life during wedding planning. And the reality is this is just the wellness of life, oh, you know. Yeah. Every day, but it gets lost when you, when you have that tunnel vision focus. And so I had started that and I was just writing articles on my blog and posting about it and just kind of trying to disrupt the noise with something different. And so when Megan approached me, I just didn't think I didn't put that connection at all. And then after that day, I don't know, like a week later, I had dinner with one of my really good friends and I was like, weirdest thing happened to me. This girl, Megan, that I like know from <laughs> forever ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she, she was at my house and she just threw out this crazy idea. And you know how like you ask friends for advice and the way you preface a question is you're manipulating the response, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, isn't that weird? Isn't that so weird? And you, you know, girlfriends were all like yeah championing so each other. weird yeah so weird and uh she looked <laughs> at me and she, <laughs> it's like the grade school playground mentality like ew he's gross and all the friends yeah, yeah. he's gross <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was kind of like prefacing the conversation and kind of steering it that way and she stopped and was like what are you talking about you would be great at that and I was like, what, what? I don't know. that's and, a good friend you were steering yeah. her one way and she was like no oh, yeah. you're wrong that is a sign of a great friend they call you out Yep. And they're, yeah, they're honest. And so, so then that kind of got my head spinning. And I, and at this point, I still hadn't put the kind of wellness and mental health. Well, neither element, one of us. Neither had. of us. But I was like, I reached out. I went back to Megan. And was like, hey. So I know that I was a little harsh, <laughs> but I thought about it, and I'd be open to talking more. Yeah. about what you had in mind. And I guess it just snowballed from there. Well, then I remember saying, well, then I saw your tasteful wellness. Oh, post. that's right. That's right. I didn't even, I remember being so excited after now having this thought of what it could be that I was, I didn't even want to tell you over text. I remember being like, I saw your tasteful wellness post. I think this could be a thing. And like, well, let's get together and talk. And I, and like we met for Mexican remember. That's right. And I was like, dude, okay. So here's the, the thing. Best <laughs> business meetings <laughs> yes. happen I mean, over margaritas. What Camera. Also, yeah. Why are we going and getting coffee? We should I mean, tea's Mexican great food. too. Yeah, <laughs> we, we should just Mexican food and margaritas. Of course, yep. that's the meeting. Best, best meetings. <laughs> and so, literally, we just met, and I go, "Look here, here. I've seen you post this. This is what's been on my heart at the same time, and like, I think this could be kind of radical. Like, not radical like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> but like radical, like revolutionary, radical. Yeah. Like, this could be really good. Yeah, and it kind of had occurred to us that no one was really talking about this side of weddings and for us in the industry it is such a huge deal I mean yeah. we see people literally breaking down mm -hmm. <laughs> we see families fighting we see so much and I'm like why are we still talking about millennial pink mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, I mean, need to, you need to talk through yeah. things through. isn't going to fix the, no, the family drama no, or the, the yeah. mental health and, relationship. And from a planner standpoint, I mean, a perfectly curated checklist mm -hmm. is not going to solve your mm -hmm. 
insecurities about your relationship with your parents, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and like the perfect design uh, inspiration board is not going to make you feel better about your parents' divorce as you're entering into this next. Mm -hmm. Like they just Mm -hmm. don't. Everything that's being put out there is like a Band-Aid to Mm -hmm. it's just all focused on the day. It's not focused on the people and the stuff they're going through oh, you at really, the same time. You really nailed it on the yeah. head as far as like this being life goals and life as well, because mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that pretty much explains all of life too, is we like to just put these band-aids yeah. on things where it's like, I should probably actually really get this fixed, mm-hmm. but right. let's just put a band-aid over it's a stab that's wound, fine. but a band-aid will hold yeah. it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, we have that's the good. blinders on in every kind of situation in our life. Like, oh, my career, like that's the thing I've got to focus on is this job and nothing else or this relationship or, or this next like thing that I want to accomplish and if I just don't think about anything else or Mm -hmm. focus on anything else that's supposed to be affecting that then everything else will go away or I can just make this vision board and my life will be better but until you actually take the blinders off a little bit and with especially with the weddings like seeing kind of the issues you may have with your family or maybe within your relationship or even why are you fighting so hard over this color? There's mm-hmm. probably an underlying reason, with, which seems amazing mm-hmm. that you're tackling that with tasteful wellness and with what you want to do as well. I think that's fantastic. I don't think people think about that. Yeah. And that's I think that's also the message we're trying to get across as well, because this isn't just a podcast for people getting married. I think it definitely is a great platform mm-hmm. for people who they're in this mentality. They're in the midst of wedding planning. So they're feeling it strongly right Mm -hmm. now but the topics we're covering and the discussions we're having I mean it's for everything and And we're getting responses from all walks of life like people are I mean sending us stuff that have been married for nine years like oh yeah yeah so you're getting the cold gambit of like from in the midst of it to like years later and Mm -hmm. stuff like that one of Emily's friends Kara came on and she was talking about how she like switches phones with her husband and we have people that are married sorry I should give more context (laughs) switches phones with her husband on a date so that like they're still available if there's an emergency but they're both not looking at their own phone Oh, interesting. So, but the whole yeah. point of saying that is that we have people that have been married for a while. They're like, dude, why don't we do that? That's yeah. so great. And yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, wow. That's actually kind of cool. Or honestly, yeah. even if you're not even engaged, that's not even on your radar, but you're yeah. just working on yourself and trying to be a better partner for whoever you end up with. It's like, do that while you're dating. Mm-hmm. Make good practices. I mean, that's just one small example. Yeah. That we, but mm-hmm. people just how have it's listened applicable. and they're like, I love that. I yeah. love that. And I'm like, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. great. I want to yeah. do that with some of my friends. Yeah. yeah. It's just like also it, it presents some trust with that other person totally. too, being like, look, I'm handing you essentially my life. That's yeah. kind of where we're at with our cell phone. So now. It's like, here, so I'm true. handing you my life for like an hour. Yeah. You give me, you know, it's Let's like trade. a trust, <laughs> trust building exercise. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really accurate, actually. <laughs> Let your phone fall into the hands of another. Yes. Because <laughs> they could just dunk it into the, like the toilet if they wanted to at that <laughs> oh point. <laughs> trust Savage. me now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Savage. So you got together and you decided to start this together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. How long has it been going? January we just 14th yeah. was yes. our first day. That's right. So <laughs> we're just uh, uh, almost a full month. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, we started with three episodes just to kind of give like a... Yeah, we launched with three. Yeah. 
I felt like that was important to us just because this, especially with our title being called wedding therapy, and then this isn't something where there's like 10 other podcasts talking about the same thing. I really felt like it was important to do a whole episode just introducing our heart and what this actually is. Mm -hmm. So there isn't any misconceptions and there isn't anyone thinking, oh, I'm going to listen to two therapists talk. We really wanted to set the stage and say, hey, this is just this is a play on like retail therapy or mm-hmm. grape therapy, like drinking wine, you know, yep. <laughs> like we're, we just want to be clear what this is. And because it is so new, giving them a little taste of what they can expect instead of our launch, just being the intro. And then they have to wait to mm-hmm. figure yeah, out how that plays out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we launched with three and then we've been putting out one a week. Mm-hmm. Sense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. One a week is hard. <laughs> just, yeah, just getting a little meta here. One a week is hard. We've done that. <laughs> you know what? It is, but I think we have a good rhythm. Yeah. We yeah. have a good rhythm. It's going so really far. well. I feel like the beginning was really stressful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it was so g- stressful. Tell us a little bit about that. I'd yeah. love to hear it. I'm well, you know, there's a learning curve <laughs> and we're not I mean, I don't come from a production background. And so we, it was just a lot of days googling what is an RSS feed and podcasting microphones? Good, like good Good quality. Yeah. Good. But yeah, just like Googling the most (laughs) seemingly simple questions, reading articles, asking lovely friends and she's pointing the camera, by the way. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently I'm the expert in podcasting now. Well, yeah. So I'm like, it was literally like a two hour session where I was like, please help. I have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) So yeah, it was stressful. Um, I, I kind of want to bring up the emotional stressful part because yeah. that's the technical stressful part. But like, oh, yeah, we also had this and this is me just like kind of embarrassing myself. But I think it, it's such a good lesson. But like we had this focus group dinner that oh we gosh, basically I, I know. Well, that was the beginning, was so too. And um, we invited essentially like half of Emily's friends, half of my friends, some were industry, some were non-industry, but like basically just people that we felt like could give us input about our idea. And we did well, yeah, that because we didn't want to put we knew this was going to take a lot of work and yeah. we didn't want to put in, you know, 10 hours a week into something that people are like, yeah, that's weird. It's not as cool as you think it <laughs> it's is. Not as, yeah. <laughs> it's only you that thinks that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, basically. Basically at this dinner, I essentially was super rude to someone like (laughs) she, it was one of Emily's friends and she made a comment about a podcast she listened to. And then I basically said that I thought it was dumb. That's a nice, nice way of putting it. Yes. And it was interesting because honestly it wasn't even, I didn't even think about what I said. It didn't even register to me that that was like rude until Emily like that week was like, so I had to talk to you (laughs) because this happened and this was my friend and it was just, she's like, it was rude. And and we had a good conversation about it. I don't know if I don't know if you want to go into that part of it or not, but like just us having a dialogue about like how you were feeling and that yeah. it was it, we needed to make sure it was safe, that the podcast was going to be a safe place and that it wasn't yeah. going to be somewhere like people were going to come on and then I was going to be like a jerk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so and, I, and, you know, the thing was, is that I even went to one of my friends later and I was like, that was there. And I was like, look, was there anything you can remember about the focus group? I don't know. You might want to like talk to me about. And she was like, well, Nothing except for like that one time when you told that girl her podcast was stupid. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, like it is, a, it. it is a thing. <laughs> but she said to me, the reason that it was so weird, Megan, is because I, that was so out of your character. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because like Emily and I had to like figure out how we were going to work through that and how I could apologize to her friend. And then, and I talk about this and I think the first or second 
episode, but I basically said like, then I went through this whole thing of like, Oh my God, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be trying to do this podcast about mental health. And here I am like offending people left and right. And like, who am I to have this podcast? And I started to get all these insecurities of like, how can I even start this when like at the focus group that all these people drove here for to like help us, I'm like being like just horrible. So anyway, that was literally the beginning before we even started recording, we had to work through our relational side of things and how we could like love on people better because I didn't do a good job of that even in the very beginning. And I think like since then it's been awesome. Yeah, and I'm a huge proponent of just open communication. Mm-hmm. I I have this philosophy with my clients. I tell them they need to do this with their families. Over there's no such thing as over communicating. And so I just feel like if if you care about a person truly you're going to tell them when the broccoli is stuck in their teeth, you know, <laughs> because it might be a little uncomfortable sign of a good and friend. awkward. <laughs> yeah. It might be a little awkward to be like, Hey, there's something. And, but once that awkwardness is passed, that friend is incredibly grateful because you saved them yeah. from the potential of walking around all day long with broccoli. Going in their to teeth. a job interview. Exactly. And broccoli yeah. And so I kind of have that philosophy with people in my life. It's like, Hey, if something isn't going exactly right, Let's talk about it now in a loving, when, while it's fresh way, as opposed to I'm going to hold on to this yeah. forever. And then in six months, it's going to blow up into something that really we all know has nothing to do with Remember anything. that one time mm-hmm. you didn't tell me I had yeah, exactly. in my yeah. teeth and then I went and got a job interview yeah. and didn't get the job and now I don't have a job? Exactly. <laughs> it's all yeah. your fault. It's exactly. all your fault. I hate you. And so for me, I was just like, you know, we were we, had, we were under a lot of stress. We This was really important to us. We put a lot of time and energy into this. And I was just kind of like, hey, if we're going to dedicate, you know, a quarter of our time to mm-hmm. this thing, I'd rather sit down and talk about things now and get it sorted out now than have this blow up in our face later. And that's just kind of, that's just how I, I do things relationally. And I think it went really well. There was no like, Hey, you're a terrible person. It's just (laughs) like, Hey, let's talk about this kind of thing. And I, and to Megan's point about, I, I think there is this kind of like emotional stress, but there's this like a pressure, you know, we are top, talking about intense topics. I'm curious if you guys feel this way as well, because mm-hmm. we're by no means perfect at all of oh. these things. Mm-hmm. And so, well, either- I mean, I am. So <laughs> I'm kidding. But you know what I'm well, saying? So it's like, we're going to use this platform to talk about big things, but then we're not masters at these big things that we're talking about. And so I think that does weigh on us a bit because we want to portray this is important to us that we're talking about these topics, but it's equally as important to us to say that, like, this is just what we're noticing. We have by no means Absolutely. got it yeah. all figured yeah. out. Well, I think that's kind of useful in a way. I, us doing this podcast, we're no means experts, therapists, people who are obviously know everything about every mental condition or stigmatized issue by heart. We, we're doing this to learn and to mm. explore topics that people aren't talking about and talk about things within the mental health sphere that needs to be talked about in a comfortable way so that we can learn so that we can explore and other people can learn as well. And I think with what you're doing, people like that you aren't experts. You're experts in a field, but you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn and they're going to learn with you. And I think people will 
resonate more with that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I think that's why I loved that Megan, I don't, I honestly don't remember if it was one or two, but it doesn't matter. I love that from the get go, she was like, Hey, if it's okay with you, I, and this is, we were like well past the, the Christmas dinner party. She's like, it's okay with you. I would actually kind of like to talk about this. And, and I, that blew my mind. And, <laughs> and to your point, yeah, we were learning along the way mm-hmm. with the listeners. And I think showing that vulnerability mm-hmm. and showing literally right out the gate, like, vulnerability hey, is in right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <wow>. So trendy. <laughs> so trendy. Well, I think it's not saying that we're going to do it perfect, but it's like, well, when this did happen, how did you deal with it? Yeah. And that's kind of what I, I guess, and I'm not saying it in like a way of like, I'm so great, but it was more of just, I wanted to model. It's more important about how you handle something than like the way that you, than not, than doing it perfect the first time. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, that's just what we wanted to. So cool. I wanted, to, I wanted to get into those topics, yeah, the topics yes. for the weddings. I was literally saying, well, yeah, I was like, I've said topic probably 10 times right now. I should probably elaborate on what yeah. no we, we, well, yeah, we should get into like the meat of like the the weddings and yeah. kind of what, what, um, yeah. what, like how you were talking about with communication and such within yourselves and the mental health that you guys needed. And what got you so excited yeah. about that like blog post? <laughs> well, one of the things we want to get into, how people that you've worked with, how you have kind of seen their communication and their mental health and what you think could have like helped it or things that kind of you see and notice. But we see a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, so far we have uh, we have episodes on therapy, your parents' divorce. Or your parents' marriage. Or your parents' marriage, yeah. Because we even talk if about they don't our... divorce, that's still your model, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. We talk a lot about, um, or we touch on our past. Both of us are have parents who are divorced, and so we share a bit about that as well. We talk about self-care. Mm-hmm. That one's coming out tomorrow, mm-hmm. which might not be tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> not tomorrow. February 4th. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I'm like, just dated I'm yep. blanking. I, what else? Have, what are well, the 2019. We, we, do, <laughs> we do funny ones. Oh, that's true. We also do many sods. <laughs> yeah. So we early on, we recognize like, hey, some of these might be really challenging for people to listen to, perhaps triggering on some level. And so I really wanted to break that up a little bit and a stigma, if you will, or a common thing people you know everyone has a hilarious wedding story yeah it's just crazy stuff happens at every wedding and I was like we just can't deny that and we're in the industry so we know this to be true so we came up with the idea to break it up I think it's like every five episodes Mm -hmm. we're posting a mini-sode which is slightly smaller episode and it's just we read listeners stories from their weddings it's honestly some of my favorite episodes so fun and basically (laughs) we early on we decided like not to share the stories Mm -hmm. with each other so I have no idea what Megan's mm-hmm. reading and she has no idea what I'm reading. And we just kind of like riff and comment on like, some of them are just <laughs> And they're genuine re- reactions from the other person because we totally, like didn't yeah. it's amazing. let them know ahead of time. But yeah. uh, we have some, we have one coming up with a coordinator who talks about having to like, cause she was just starting her, her business when she was basically after her baby. So she talked about, she's going to talk about having postpartum depression, like as she's in the industry, because that was something else that we wanted to talk about too within wedding therapy is that we didn't want it to even just be for clients. It's like there's vendor to vendor situations going on. There's vendor to client, like anyone that's, it's literally people like (laughs) whoever is at your wedding or has helped you plan in any way, shape or form. Like 
we wanted to just discuss because, you know, this person's like depression story is going to or depression is going to have an impact on her work and her client relationships and all that stuff. So she- I worked at a, at a catering company as a waiter and oh. I had a, uh, my boss like chucked a pan at me. <gasps> oh my gosh. Cause it was such like a high stress environment. Just, well, like catering pan is at very me. high stress. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. okay. so I even have some wedding stories. There you go. Oh well, uh, you should submit those stories <laughs> yeah. to wedding therapy podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. No. Um, but I would say of our few episodes that have been out, we've gotten an insane response yes. from, our therapy episode, which mm-hmm. has only prompted us like we need to do more and more mm-hmm. and more. Um, but what did you go into in the therapy episode? So we brought on a guest. She's a former bride of mine and I, and a friend. So I had a, the unique opportunity to know her when they were just dating, mm-hmm. when they were engaged, and then I did their wedding, and now we're we're really close friends. So, I mean, I babysit her baby like every other Monday. So, yeah. so I had this unique opportunity. I don't get this with all of my clients to kind of see them in the dating phase and then intimately know what they're doing on their off time planning yeah. their wedding. And so I knew that they started therapy together early, early on. And in our friend group, I was pretty honest on the podcast. I was like, you know, this was years ago. Things are changing. I'm learning more. At the time, kind of the mumblings of the group was a little bit like, oh, Karen Melville are in therapy. Like, oh, I hope they're okay. Like, I, you know, that makes us. Ner- <laughs> yep, there's still and, that stigma like, there. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sh- yes, yeah. And so, and I had to have a major slice of humble pie because I watched mm-hmm. them do that. I did their wedding, and to this, and now I, I don't know how many years later. Um, I think she said five. Five years yeah. later, in our friend group, I mean, they are such a solid couple i mean we all go to them for advice we're always talking to them about their marriage and how they do things and so i was just we brought her on and i was like can you please talk to us about your experience in doing therapy and they they did therapy before and they they did it after they were married Mm -hmm. and then they kind of have like check-in things yeah which was something cool i love that she brought that up in our episode she's like yeah now we just schedule it like every i don't know so often and just make sure that everything's good yeah that's (laughs) how it should be that's how it should be yes and i just loved that we're talking about something that people associate with something bad Mm -hmm. and talking about it in a way that's like this actually like no if you should be doing this before something's wrong yeah because at that point it's not i'm not gonna say it's too late but it's a bit more so much more work yeah it's it's more challenging and I had someone give me the example of a toolbox or like getting your master's or doing literally doing anything. If you want to be insert any profession, you're going to take classes, you're going to intern, you're going to essentially do things that are building up your toolbox to be able to execute this job. Why do we not do that with marriages mm-hmm. or relationships or, yeah. or just relationships? Yeah. 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 You're just like, oh, I'm in love. It's like, OK, like, great. <laughs> our love will solve our problems. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have just been brought up in that society, yeah. though, where love ha- will yeah. like, fix. It doesn't everything. matter. You're in love. Like, I mean, there's you'll a great never have problems song. again. Oh, love and by the way, the other stigma <laughs> that once you're all your problems before you're dating will be solved when you get married. Oh, God. Without doing anything. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because once we get married. 
then everything's going to be yeah. fine. That, I, I mean, I feel like I see that mentality yeah. all Why do you think time. that's there still? I think day? because people think that there's some magical essence that getting married gives you that you're like, oh, well, now we're married. Now, I don't, I, it's the same reason why, why do married couples think having a baby will solve their problems? <laughs> yeah, There's I, always something there's on a, the horizon yeah. that will solve the problem. Yeah, and I think right it's, now. to be honest, I think it's living in a society where we I just want a quick fix. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Different. <laughs> I was going to bring up society, but di- in a different way. Sorry. <laughs> like we live in this instant gratification world where if you don't know the answer to something, you can pull out your smartphone, Google it, you know it. If you you are this I did a photo shoot a couple weeks ago and my husband was there with one of his buddies they were helping and he was like man the girls have all these cocktails I could really use a beer right now he postmates a six pack of beer to our photo shoot and it's just like he wanted beer he went on his phone some dude came and delivered it to the studio we were shooting in and my husband got beer and that's the world we live in and so I think that <laughs> I know that's like a weird analogy. No, it's just that's funny because it's just like I'm just imagining just oh, there's my beer. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally at one point we're like, where did Jeannie, you go? I want a beer. Yeah, yeah. we're like, where did you go? Deliver it. <laughs> and we look outside. It's this beautiful studio with like floor to ceiling windows. We look outside, and my husband's in the alleyway, like meeting <laughs> some guy. It's kind of weird this whole world we live in where you can have anything delivered to you. I mean, you could get your groceries delivered to your door now. So I think it's that idea that's like, well, things should be easy Easy, and if i love this person then it will be easy Easy. yeah and the love that we have will just make it easy Mm -hmm. so there's this one thing we need that will just Mm -hmm. look of a switch i i did want to add just that i know i don't like admitting that movies this is the society part i was gonna 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 yeah i was just gonna say i'm like dude that does not help Mm -mm. because you're literally it's like this is not reality this is not reality and then everyone's just thinking that it is and basing it off feelings and then the moment that you don't have feelings for this person anymore Mm -hmm. oh well that must mean that we're not supposed to be together and it's just like where is the like relational depth anymore (laughs) well i I was actually gonna say it's gonna sound a little weird but especially since i love disney so much but i feel like we're the generation that grown up on like the Disney princesses with like Mm -hmm. Little Mermaid and you know all of these uh, Snow White and stuff where it's everything is just perfect and you don't have to even know the person it's just Mm -hmm. like oh look we can get married and things are perfect and this is Prince Charming and love will fix literally everything it'll fix the the kingdom from falling apart it'll fix all of these things and it becomes this magical thing like put on this ridiculously high podium that is almost virtually unattainable Mm -hmm. and then we live in the society of instant gratification where it's like well if it's not on that podium then I can just get it elsewhere by Mm -hmm. swiping right you know Mm -hmm. 100% and I just I love that Disney analogy because Mm -hmm. I don't know how old you guys are but Mm -hmm. yeah I'm 27 oh okay I'm 24 oh I feel feel old (laughs) I know but essentially talking about dating ourselves (laughs) well essentially we're in the same like generation I mean we got the Disney movies that had do you remember that like a big puffy Disney case yes plasticky and I don't even know how to like bubble it was like a bubble case or whatever I the Disney thing is so fascinating to me and I'm sure psychologists could analyze this to the nth degree but there you never see anything past the wedding oh, day yes. oh no of course yes, not. yes yes or 
any or like past the getting together or whatever. Yeah. Or the kiss or whatever. Or any relational struggles. I mean, yes, there's all in the movies. There's always like the there's the, the turmoil that they have to like figure out in order to save the the damsel in distress. Right. But, but then there's it's not solved at the end. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, the evil's gone and everything's good. It'll yes, never absolutely. be bad again. Yeah, yep. happily I, ever after. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, have, happily ever after. Um, uh, cue the Disney music. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and so many people Disney. want those Disney weddings too, like you oh, know, yeah. weddings that are like oh, yeah. that. You know, that mimic that. It's oh, a 100%. very immature perspective, to be honest. Like really, like mm-hmm. a emotionally immature mm-hmm. way to view life, which mm-hmm. is, I think, it's a generational thing. Like it's if you don't have it modeled for you how to be emotionally mature. Mm-hmm. You're literally oh, just yeah. not going. There's no way for you to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unless you put in the work. Yeah. yeah. Which Absolutely. most people tying don't. back to it <laughs> yes. is like, yeah, it's, you know, you don't see in these Disney movies the the people had to, taking therapy before or after <laughs> no. it. And you literally, the thing is, you see the wedding and then it's over. Yeah. And they That's ride it. off into the sunset. The wedding is the end. Like, yep. When we get married, You've it's arrived. usually not the end of our lives. There's a lot of life usually <laughs> left after that. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta oh, get that's through. so real. Yeah, yeah. I've never really thought of it like that before. I've always kind of heard the Disney analogy to a more of a feminist approach is like, oh, the women, the the woman is the one that always needs to be saved. We need to like switch up the storyline, which I agree with as well. But to put it in the perspective of the wedding day, all of these 20-year-old, 30-year-old 30, almost 40 year olds, they all grew up with this one. We were sold a love story. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we were told we needed Snow White, Little Mermaid, all of these things where it's just like the wedding is the end of the movie. Yeah. That's it. Roll credits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do we do afterward? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because no one watches the sequels. So. You make your easy Mac and yeah. then you go outside and ride your bike because yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. See, that's, the, that's the Disney movie I want to watch. Is like the beginning of the movie is the wedding. Yes. Let's see what the yes. rest of it is. My word, yes. Yeah. I love that. That is what we need. Pixar, if you're oh listening. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's what this? we want. Put that into the world. I know. I see that movie. Yeah. We're going to secret that <laughs> in five years. All of a sudden it comes out. We're like, guys, we did we that. Did we that. did we that. We did that. Do you remember that day? On February 3rd, yes. 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So yeah, that was that was a huge topic we covered. We got great feedback. I mean, we got Instagram. Uh, what are they called? DMs, direct messages. Uh, we got <laughs> comments. Uh, people texting us. I know. Um, I still and, don't understand it either. <laughs> uh, saying. But I, I think you got them. I mean, I got like a video or a voice text from a friend and she literally like used the words like your podcast is bringing me life. Oh, and wow. she was the one who's been married for like nine years. And like, yeah, I'm just like, I can't believe like the terminology that people are using. It's yeah. just like just makes us realize how necessary and needed that something like this is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And people were like, after we heard that episode with Kara, we were like, we need to go to therapy mm-hmm. or I need to get myself into therapy. Mm-hmm. Or So many people so said many that. So many people wrote us in and I was like, oh my gosh, this is episode two. Yeah. <laughs> your your podcast is resonating. You are doing, like you're getting people to be open to therapy and realizing what they need. I think that this is what people need to kind of learn about weddings is people who know the business, but also know the the heart of it and know what people don't talk about about it. Yeah, the sad truth is we see a lot of 
not glamorous fun things. And I think you had mentioned earlier, like, oh, the stigma of weddings or the the common thoughts of what I think a lot of people think if you work in the wedding industry, it's a very glamorous, very like millennial, like or what people think the millennial entrepreneur dream should be. You make lots of money. Fire festival. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Hashtag fire fraud. No. um, (laughs) And and, and you, you go to fabulous brunches with other wedding professionals and you dress cute and you look fabulous and um, you, you make pl- dreams come you true. make dreams come true and <laughs> weddings are like JLo and the wedding planner and you wear a pencil skirt and a tight bun and it's <laughs> no I am sweating my ass off working a wedding I work 16 hour days I have blisters I have to change my shoes three times mm-hmm. it is not glamorous it is not this like fancy I mean my hair is in a messy bun from sun up to sundown and then the other unglamorous part of it is and Megan can attest this we see the intricacies of your family dynamics on wedding days and this is uh, something that we talk about and it's like one of our taglines is weddings bring the best and the worst out in families Mm -hmm. and the sad truth is if you're a wedding guest you're only seeing the essentially the highlight reel of the wedding. Mm-hmm. If you are involved in the wedding in any capacity, aside from the bride or groom, and if you're a vendor, you're seeing the turmoil that goes on behind the scenes. And that's not what people are posting Instagram photos of. You're seeing mm-hmm. the lovely tablescape uh, on the day. You're seeing people dancing on the dance floor. You're not seeing the mom who threw the biggest bitch fit in the corner during the ceremony that made the bride break into tears on her wedding day Mm -hmm. after the ceremony, but before photos. Like, that's what we see. And I mean, I'm sure you see a lot of it just in the family photo sessions alone. (laughs) Oh, tell us about So many family dynamics. (laughs) Well, it's just, I mean, that's part of my job in order to try to make that that yeah diffuse that thank you Emily (laughs) diffuse that happening like I have to do a lot of work on the front end so I'm just like okay I need you to tell me about the divorces I need you to tell me about the estrangements I need you to tell me about anyone that hates the other person (laughs) because the last thing I want to have happen is I'm like okay Shirley can you go stand next to Bob and then like realizing that they're like divorced like I just would want to die so still stand next to (laughs) (laughs) we need a moment (laughs) (laughs) gotta get that photo up you two just have perfect chemistry it's great to stand next to each other no one has to know (laughs) so So, yeah, I mean, thankfully, I don't have too many like crazy blow ups or anything like that. But I think that's as a result of me trying really hard to not have that happen Mm -hmm. Um, because, I mean, there's never going to be a family session that I'm shooting where there isn't something that I need to be aware of, like in terms of a relational issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to talk about because we do say this phrase a lot, but we've never really dived into why it's true is why do weddings bring the worst out in people? And I think it's really important for listeners and just anyone getting married to start thinking about your family. And, you know, there's not all moms are momzillas. Not all dads are really stingy. It's just, sorry. (laughs) I get a lot of dads who are just like, why does this cost so much? (laughs) But it's like weddings are a highly emotional event. Mm. And if there are relational issues, 
that have not been worked on, or I'm not saying perfected or solved, but if there has been no communication or no work done towards repairment or just just anything, (laughs) those emotions are times 10 Mm -hmm. at a wedding. And so that's why having conversations like this, going to therapy, honestly, even just being aware of it, I think a lot of couples enter into a wedding day deep down they know there's stuff going on in their family or between them and a family member but because you don't live with them it doesn't come up very often Mm -hmm. because you only have to see them every other thanksgiving it's kind of something you just kind of throw off like oh yeah like uncle bob's weird we all know that it's fine (laughs) kind of thing uncle bob is 10 times weirder on yes and that's the thing (laughs) that's the thing and because it's never been addressed all of a sudden groom has no, he's like, I had no idea it was this bad. And it's like, well, did you? Or did, you know, like you probably did, but it's just families don't talk the way I think they should. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting that you bring that up. I wasn't actually thinking about that. How, I mean, I think therapy is really important and a solid thing for the couple to do and, and still, and this can address that as well, but to be aware when you're getting married, What's going on with my family? Because that is, no matter what, going to affect my relationship and this day in many ways. Yes, 100%. And it doesn't, I'm not saying that like, Families need to have a group session no. all together. But I think that a, wouldn't be a horrible idea. I, yeah, yeah. If you can do that, can. that's amazing. But I was just saying, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's really important for couples, brides or grooms or whoever, if they can start, even if it's something like a real, what I see a lot is moms and brides. That's like a, a dynamic I see a lot. So it's at least if bride can acknowledge that there's a relational issue or there's conflict in any way. And if she can go in and start working on it, at least from her end, Mm -hmm. then when mom reacts or does something seemingly quote unquote crazy, then if bride has done at least some of the legwork, she can at least control how that affects her. Mm -hmm. You can't expect mom to react and you can never expect anyone to react perfectly or to do the right thing or, or respond the way you want them to. But if you can work on yourself and figure out how, why are you letting that person create that reaction in you? Then your wedding day is going to be a lot smoother for you. Mom can go off in a corner and have her tizzy fit and that's fine. That's why you have a wedding planner and we can, we can solve that. We'll deal with that. Yeah, we'll deal with that. But if you've done the inward work, then you can let that not affect you as much. And that's, I think what I see cause a ton of emotional stress on couples is they are letting their family members outbursts and actions cause them pain, stress, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I like, wait, I don't think people are thinking yeah. about. They're just thinking, thinking about, about the day, the party, mm-hmm. they're thinking about their the dress, plates the plates and the, and the napkins yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of pushes everything else off to the side mm-hmm. and, Absolutely, yeah. You were, as you were talking about the aftermath of after the wedding, like when you guys aren't there anymore, mm-hmm. when you've walked away, like how that, that can be kind of jarring and the emotional like high of the wedding to crash. Mm-hmm. What what kind of goes on there and what you said that you're trying to do something possibly to kind of lend emotional support or? Oh, no, I just mm-hmm. I think for us, the idea is if we start talking about these things and we 
get people thinking about it. The idea is, you know, it's called wedding therapy. So if we get a lot of our listeners who are in the wedding planning process and they start thinking about these topics now, obviously the hope is we want their wedding planning experience to be smooth. But that again, that's not our goal. Our goal (laughs) is that they start talking about it now. It helps the wedding planning process, but they've now been discussing this for however long so that after the wedding, it isn't the first time yeah. they're thinking and talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we should definitely talk. I, I think it'd be fun to bring a marriage and family therapist on mm. and just talk about post-wedding mm-hmm. right. stuff. Yeah, because yeah I mean, when Kara crash. and Raul, the reason I feel like she explained that they are the way that they are is because they did all this stuff ahead of time Mm -hmm. and then kept it going. Yeah. And so I think that's what Emily's trying to say Mm -hmm. is it's just more of like, how can we bring it up or have people even interested in starting to think about some like emotional intelligence, emotional maturity, emotional, all these things. Because even when you were talking about that bride with her mom, I was thinking, well, she, if she's not even aware of her own feelings, which most of us aren't, um, unless you're intentional (laughs) about it, then she doesn't know how to respond. And so when you're saying her putting in the work, it's like, she has to be intentional about her own self and then you're able to respond to people differently. And so I think we're just trying to, like Emily said, start the conversation, encourage people to do what they need to do for their own sanity and their own health. Mm-hmm. And then that will no doubt affect every area of your life, not just your marriage, but all your relationships, which yeah. I think for yeah. us is the most important and like critical piece of it. Yeah. And I think if you do that work initially and maybe it stems from wedding planning and you are just focused on your relationship with your future spouse. I do think though, if you learn those tools again, like adding that to your toolbox, it will naturally waterfall down to your other relationships yep. if, if you're intentional about it. But yeah, I definitely, I think we have plans for episodes that specifically highlight like common issues that arise with couples post-wedding. I mean, then I get emails from brides all the time. They get home from their honeymoon, get an email from the photographer with the gallery and I send it off or whatever. And their response is, oh my gosh, you know, I miss wedding planning. I need to throw myself into another project. And it it is, and that's not a bad response because um, I get it, but I, I'd love for people to make themselves their project, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like your wedding day. Yeah shouldn't be your project you should be yes oh that's a a great line i love that like i have i have a degree in pr i literally (laughs) cannot help it (laughs) i can't own project (laughs) yeah and no that that's great especially since i mean weddings do change things it's just Mm -hmm. it may not like fix the kingdom no but you know (laughs) weddings are and marriages are a a huge step and so understanding how you're, where you're going to go after that mm-hmm. is certainly an important thing to do. Yeah. We're just about out of time, so I wanted to give you a chance to to plug the podcast yes, or what we've been talking about. Oh, yeah. Megan's better at this than what, me. What are you talking Because I forget. I forget. Uh, she's always time. looking at me like, am I saying this right? I know. Is this um, right? Am I doing it? Am I doing it? Am I doing it? Well, we have uh, an email, weddingtherapypodcast at gmail.com, where you can send your funny stories if you have them. We are on every, I think, like platform you can think of in the sense of like on Twitter. 
I don't understand. No one does that. Young anymore. people, young people <laughs> are on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Still, my little siblings. Okay. Twitter is life. Okay. but we're not there. I can think no, of one person on who uses Twitter all the time. But <laughs> oh my god! So, yes, and because but of that, we will not engage. Yeah. Um, no, but we are on Instagram, and yeah. we're just Wedding Therapy Podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram and on Facebook also. You can oh, find us Facebook. under Wedding Therapy Podcast. And something that we're we just started on Facebook, which I'm really passionate about. Obviously, we're a baby podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're just starting, but we started a group within our Facebook. That and is so smart. Well, it's called group therapy. I know we were very and excited. We're very proud of it. <laughs> we actually came up with the idea while we were recording. Yeah. We were talking to we're like, oh, we should do that. And then after we, I literally think I just yelled group therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And then after we finished, I was like, oh, so, okay, we need to set this up because <laughs> this is going to air. We need to get this group therapy thing. So anyways, we have this and the idea behind it is we want to build a community community because again we're not therapists we're not the experts we want to build a community of listeners vendors literally anybody and a safe space where a bride could post a question and be like hey my mother-in-law is driving me insane i she wants tool everywhere and (laughs) i'm not sure how to navigate like what do i do and to where it's like me and megan aren't the ones answering like other people are like hey i have the same thing this is what i did it really helped and building this community where brides and vendors and grooms and anyone getting married can express like an issue or a question and the community is helping each other so that's I really would love people to join the group you have to ask I don't want it to just be a free-for-all so it's I do want it to be a safe space um so you have to request to be in it but I'm I'm too old for this but we have we have accepted everybody is that what you're saying no I'm saying how to join it so I think you have to just follow the wedding therapy podcast on Facebook and then from there you'll see our group yes Mm -hmm. okay that's correct my favorite podcast has a, a Facebook group where oh, people really? just communicate. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I want to. I want to create that. I feel like there's so many couples out there who are just googling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the internet is a dangerous place for wedding planning. Hopefully, Let they land you. on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you have a question, be in the in group therapy. Don't yeah. be on Google. <laughs> I feel like every time I Google something, I'm dying of something. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, exactly. well, that's even worse. Yeah. WebMD. Yeah. Did you want to plug yourselves as far as your services and such? Oh, oh I didn't even think yeah. about that. Um, so I'm uh, at Tasteful Tatters. T a s t e f u l. T-A-T-T-E-R-S. I'm Tasteful Tatters on all platforms. And um, Tasteful Wellness is right now just a series on my blog. But I'm hoping by spring of 2019, we launch our first Tasteful Wellness events for couples to come and just not wedding plan. So we bring in like yoga instructors who can do a lesson on touch therapy uh, meditation coaches, MFTs to come and just do a lecture on communication, just something for couples to get out of wedding planning and into just planning for their lives. So that's hopefully going to launch a uh, spring of this year, but everything will be on the blog, which is just tastefultatters.com. Great. Wonderful. And I am Megan Christine Photography is my business name. My website is MeganChristine.com, but I spell my name with an H. So it's M-E-G-H-A-N and then Christine.com. 
And on Facebook, it's just Meg and Christine Photography, but Instagram is Meg and then two underscores, Christine. If you put one underscore, it's a girl who posts a lot about her dog. So she has been tagged a lot as me. Oh um, my gosh, <laughs> no way. Yeah. So Meg, two underscores, Christine, if you're wanting to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Great. Great. I love that we just low-key plugged Meg. One also, if you want to follow a dog sorry. on Instagram, there you go. You're welcome. And then your podcast is available on Spotify or iTunes or where? iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Anchor. Ink, yeah, Overcast, which I'm not even sure what that is, but okay. it's there. <laughs> Great. But it's Basically, there. anywhere you listen to Wonderful. a podcast, you can find us. Yep. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank this you. has been thank you so really much. Of course. <laughs> Great. A great uh, conversation. Yeah. I love really it. enjoyed. And us then too. one last time, if you want to uh, follow Mentality, you can uh, catch us on any of your podcast stuff. You can email us at mentalitytalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at mentalitytalk. One last shout out for tspectral.com. You can get 10% off your Yee. tea. Today we were drinking sweater weather and it was a great choice. Code <laughs> so good. Uh, tspectral.com slash mental and you can get 10% off. And then also just want to shout out Comedy Pop-Up Yes, for Ooh. our podcast. Podcast needs our microphones and everything. It's the great. The studio we got, is a wonderful place. Come check them out. <laughs> yes, please do. And you can catch me at EPSEC, E P S E C H, on Instagram. And you can catch me at Camouflage, C A M A R A F L A G E, on Instagram. You are just getting that down every single time. Yeah, That's you know, great. one day maybe I will actually <laughs> care about the account enough for it to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But you can spell it. Yeah, so I can spell it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah.